When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now available on CD and cassette. Hello? Hello, Sydney. Scream. Music from the Dimension Motion Picture featuring Nick Cave. Smug. Confident. Secure because you are sane. Do you know what madness is or how it strikes? Have you seen the demon? Surge through the corridors of the crazed mind. Come with me into the tormented, haunted, half-lit night of the insane. This is my world. Let me lead you into it. folks i'm frank bonacci and i'm sad had a rough time this weekend had to say goodbye to a longtime friend my wife's family's dog simba if you follow me on twitter at wttf movie uh you might have heard about it suffice to say it was a tough time for all of us uh i've been with my wife 12 years and simba has been in my life just as long and and saying goodbye was really hard uh i i especially for dogs i mean if people go eh dogs oh i can't handle that but dogs are better than us, which should be reflected in, I think, their age cap. It's been really hard to put the show on as all I could think about is how much, would, how great it would be for him to just show up and. Simba? Is that you? Oh my God. You've crossed the pearly gates. Oh, you look like a young pup again. And who's that with you? I'm Mickey Rooney. Oh. I used to be famous. Okay. Uh, if you mind, give us time alone. Sure thing. It's so nice to have incontrovertible evidence of an afterlife. Anyway, how are you doing? Do I want to hear a joke? Uh, sure. How many? One to screw in the light bulb and one to hold the ladder? So oh, that's an old playground one, yeah. What is it you want? Uh-huh. 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 I mean, sure, I could do that, but asking if I saw the movie Founders Day and potentially talking to the director and one of its stars is... That's a very specific thing you're asking. I I guess I'll work on that. Yes, it still smells. No, the doctors can't do anything. Oh, you're going? Okay. We'll see you soon. What do you mean, don't bet on it? Hello? honor his request so yes i saw the movie founders day which will be in theaters january 19th for the rest of y'all 
It's funny how this one came about. I've often talked about my times working in grip and electric and film industry way back when, and I, they're usually not the best stories. But here and there, there were some positive experiences sprinkled out, such as this one. My friend Craig Garrity had uh, was directing his first feature film. Craig would later star in my first feature film. We got our friends Carmine, Chris Clark, Hugo, DP Bill Miller, who was the DP on my film. Well, I gotta have on here. I just realized that. We basically shot a film in this dude's house, and it was like one of those rare times where, you know, everybody liked each other on set, more or less. A couple people don't like each other still to this day over that film. I got to work with Ann Mira, who was really funny and charming. Uh, legendary character actor Philip Bosco, incredible gentleman. I'm not a guy whose name you might recognize, but a guy who's been around the block, theater and television and movies. Like he's been in a lot of stuff. You, he's one of those guys you see in a lot of movies, whether you realize it or not. I had a lot of stories. I mean, Jesus Christ! If you thought that Cat Williams interview on Club Shay Shay was wacky last week, he was dishing that kind of shit out on the daily. Oof! Anytime I watch an Al Pacino movie, I think of him. And one of our guests today, Amy Hargraves. I've been wanting to have Amy on for a while. Uh, I just was waiting for the right opportunity. I was just waiting for her to get like something horror, at least horror adjacent. So it wouldn't be weird to have her on. Anyway, she got in touch with people. Those people sent me a screener. And here we are. And here are my thoughts. I mean, it, it, listen, if, it, this isn't a review. I can't actually give a review because I know one of the people in the film. So, of course, it's not going to be, you know, I'm a shill. What do you want from me? But I did enjoy it. Just FYI. If I didn't enjoy it, I would tactfully dance around it. So this was the smart satire on small town American values that Eli Roth's Thanksgiving utterly failed to make. It takes place during a mayoral election in a small town. And I was, wor- I was worried. I'm like, oh boy, here we go. There's going to be a lot of political and ideological grandstanding as most modern movies do. But the film kind of stays out of partisanship. It goes right to the straight dope. How the whole thing is a platform for egomaniacs and assholes, which I appreciate. The whole town's up in arms like, my side is the best. No, my side is the best. And in this crazy climate, a killer emerges. Why am I doing trailer for this guy? A killer emerges. Rated R. <laughs> Definitely inspired by Scream, which is fine. It doesn't do Scream. It's not doing like, if we were in a horror, which, yeah, we get it. But it does have that structure. It does have that uh, b- uh, big ensemble murder mystery with slasher trappings thing going on. Tastefully. And it's it, funny. It, you don't see a lot of 90s nostalgia, but the film is dripping with it in a very tasteful way. It's there. It's there if you want it. It's not the main course. It's just the garnish. Really good ensemble. Of course, biased because I know, again, Amy. Uh, but she's great in the film. The whole cast is great. Felt like, and this is what another thing I said, it feels like one of the better post-scream dimension slash new line cinema horror films that came in its wake. You know, with Affleck being the fucking bomb and Phantoms. That kind of thing. The thing it does well that Scream does well. I will say, I was kind of making a joke about Scream before. I, th- I, always, I will say that Scream is a very well-constructed mystery where I didn't know where it was. I didn't know who the killer was. It was, it was really smartly done. This is very similar. And even in all the Scream sequels, when it was just the killer, it felt like there wasn't enough information given for me to solve that so I could have never guessed it neither could the characters so that's not really good (laughs) but this one's really interesting how it handles that element and it ends on an interesting note that most of these films don't these things usually end on like a button where it's like ah I'll come again this ends on a very interesting huh I'll have to think about that 
which is, again, rare for these kind of things. Really fun all around. So check it out. Why don't you? Listen, you know what I like. I like scrappy independent filmmakers. And that's what these guys definitely are. So this election year, vote with your dollar. <laughs> All right, enough of this shit. And with that, from the film Founders Day, coming to you in theaters January 19th, the writer, director, and one of the stars of the film, Eric Blumquist, and of course, Amy Hargraves. Thank you guys for coming on. Hi. <laughs> now, me and Amy, I worked on something that Amy was in. Like, uh, I, I, I can't exact date, but it was probably like, uh, I don't know, 1907, however long it was. It, it was, was 1898. Yes. 1898. No, the I'm going to. The Lumiere gonna, brothers gonna, were great. Wait, what'd you say? The, the Lumiere brothers. brothers yes, that horse. We really got that horse <laughs> running slowly. It looks like it's barely, it's flying. It's not touching the ground. Um, no, I think it was, I'm going to say 2008. Is that right? I, I I actually don't want to think of that day. It's like I don't want to help think how long ago it was. It was just like it's a lot. Long time ago. And you were ago. you were a grip on that, I think. No, that's when I still did G and E, and that's one of those rare times. It's like that was like I did G and E for like ten years. Grip and electric for those not in the know. And uh, and I don't usually like if you've listened to the show. This is for the audience. If if you listen to the show, you know I never have a lot of good stuff to say about that period of my life. It wasn't a very fun time for me. I stunk. I'll just say it. I'll just but, say it. I was not very good at. <laughs> GNA. I moved over to post. That's where I belong. That's where people like me belong. In the dark. In the dark by themselves. In the dark room. <laughs> yeah. uh, but that film, which never got released, uh, was one of the rare times I had a good time on a set. Like we, I just remember laughing a lot. Wait, was that, that was? I'm sorry, and my brain is fried. And also, the I think it was when the evening comes. Right, it's when the evening comes, and that's uh, yes with our buddy Craig with Garrity, Philip Bosco, Philip Bosco, yes, and Mira. Right. and Mira, rest in peace, and Phil Bosco, rest, rest in, in peace. peace. What a what a beautiful experience to be able to work with both of them. That was great. They were so mm -hmm. sweet. Philip Bosco, I always felt bad because I always he's such a big man, and I always would just bump him with stands every time I had to like light around him. And this is like one of the reasons why I had no business being a genie because I'm a clumsy oh but uh it was a fun shoot it was one of those fun rare fun shoots and you uh were my cigarette buddy because in that film because we were just the only we were like one of the few people who still held on do you still smoke or no you don't, no, I don't. are we advertising I this in the podcast uh -oh. yes. <laughs> brought to you by lucky strike <laughs> you're confusing uh, her yeah. with someone else I'm, yeah I, i'm sorry if i outed you yes we we i've abandoned no, that's the fine. it was a lot. long time ago and and i was oh i was kind of one of those social smokers who would smoke here or there you know when you're out for out for a little social night or you know on set definitely there's the little the little smokers corner that's that's a thing I still uh, allow myself a cigarette on set every now and again because it's just too compelling. Not it's just, you know what I mean. It's just you're sitting there for 13 hours, like, and you see that one person smoking. It's like they look like they're having so much fun. I gotta join in just for old time's sake. Um, yeah, but, but sadly, that's in the sadly and happily, that's in the rearview mirror for me. I'm not no longer a smoker. Me neither. Now it's just nicotine pouches for me. That <laughs> brought to you by Rogue nicotine pouches. Here's a funny story. I'm gonna tell embarrassing story about that. And be honest, if you remember this. Do you remember the day I came in smelling really bad? <laughs> I I don't know. That does okay. not. Okay, this that is bell at all. Talk about like what a shitty time I like. So yeah, okay. This is I don't know if this has ever happened to anybody, but sometimes and you know you've worked in film, you have those are long hours, so it's tough to like maintain your life outside of that. So That's sometimes true. you leave your clothes in the wash all day, and then when you get home by accident, you, you've you left them in the wash, and they got that funk. Yes. But now it's too late to do anything. So they're dry. So they're dry. I remember when this happened. So I get, I'm like, you know, you. it's like, okay, I don't have time to, like, do any. I have nothing else. So it's like, 
I think I can make it. You know, you flap your clothes around. You're like, okay, maybe I could get away with it. I didn't get away with it. I remember Craig Garrity. And this is Craig Garrity's first feature film. He's directing his first feature film. Also, just a lovely human being and super nice guy. He's in my film. I had him in my film. He's amazing in it. He just I just remember thinking, like, how sad that this poor guy, his first film, all the pressure that must be on him. He has to pull me aside and say, listen, and do it. And it was so it was just so bad. I was just I felt I felt so exposed. He was just like, no, Frank, no, I know it's not you. Sometimes we leave our clothes in the wash a little too long. That's the smell. It's like, that, that's what happened. That's what happened. I, it was just the he most. Recognized, he recognized it as that. Well, that's you couldn't. It. I mean, it was wafted. It's like, to, I, it's that later part of the day. It's like, I could have made it. But then by the second half of the day, it's just like, it couldn't be contained any longer. So that was the hell. That was my worst day on that set. But that was a great time. Yeah. Philip Bosco and Mira, the woman who played Karen's mother in Goodfellas was in it too. Oh, was that? Oh, Helen Hanf? Yes. Yes. And, that was all that we remember. We had the uh, the Thanksgiving scene with like five 80 year olds and me and. Um, oh, and, my uh, God. And, and yeah. in between takes, they just and they know, fell asleep. They were they just all asleep. passing out. It, yeah. <laughs> On my coverage, their action. And it's Thanksgiving scene. We finally got to my coverage and action. We look up and, um, you know, I don't have the first line, so I can't start the scene. I'm eating turkey for like the fifth hour. And I look up to see who's going to start the scene. And they're all asleep. But they're pros, though. As soon as you walk them up, it's just like, huh, I can't be believe you right did that. <laughs> right back in it. They're right in it. <laughs> That's indie filmmaking, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, indie filmmaking. Good times. So, Eric, I just watched uh, at Amy's request. Uh, she uh, she came from the woods. She came from the woods. <laughs> I keep wanting to say she kills in the woods. Um, that's my. She idea. does terrible things in she the does forest. Terrible things. She does that too. She comes and kills. I got a couple <laughs> questions about she came from the woods. Uh, in that film, you got to work with one of my favorite <laughs> actors of all time, Bill Sadler. And what was that experience like? He just comes with decades and decades and decades of sets of all kinds and knowledge. And he's very collaborative and blue collar in the best way, like Amy is. Just, just a really wonderful collaborator. And he comes with a, a, a sparkle and a, a groundedness. And I think he just really rooted the whole thing in a really, really great way. Yeah, he's great. There's one thing in that film. And I just want to know, there's a burn in that film where somebody goes on fire. How long were they on fire for? Because that goes on for an incredible amount of time. I think they were on fire... We may have searched it a little bit in post, but we did we did two takes and they were probably on fire for like 20 to 30 seconds. It was a long time. It was, it, was time. it seemed long. It was, like, it was, I, it was we, we were friends with the stunt folks and they they were excited about the burn. So they were down to, to play. And you even like now it didn't look like you faked this. Like one of your your principles, like his arm gets burned. That is true. That is who is also in this movie looking very different. He's in oh, really. Oh, yeah. that's awesome. How does that conversation happen? Because I feel so bad asking somebody to burn for me. Like, oh, how does wanted, it? He wanted to. I really? Wanted to. Okay, we were, good. We were testing the fire gag and they lit me on fire. Like I, I had my hands lit on fire. It was really fun. But we thought it would help sell the gag just to cease the, the fire creeping up his arm. And then it's a great shot. And then we go wide and we we do the switch. But yeah, it's a great shot. It was super safe, folks. Super I safe. believe it. But it was just like, wow, this is really that's an amazing. Like you don't see like burns that go on that long. Like usually it was like, wow, that's a good one. Yeah, I, the, the stunt folks will be very happy to hear you say that. I'll be sure to. Yeah, sure. it looked great. Uh, yeah, a lot of fun. I cheated a little bit with this interview. I read your EWR article. And uh, I thought it was awesome that you have uh, the dad from Boy Meets World in this movie. Now, you, you and your brother talk about like uh, growing up watching. Like, you were big TGIF he- heads back in the day. 
We rediscovered it on Disney Channel when it was in syndication, actually. Uh -huh. That was our discovery for it. But I, I got very well acquainted with it. And I think that kind of how we were talking about Sadler, he roots and grounds the, the proceedings in a, in a really nice way and validates it. And I think there's a familiarity that folks have with him, even if they don't remember exactly where they know him from. And I think that that's a really important thing when playing a teacher that has had every citizen of the town go through his classroom. So I... It was it was kind of a really lovely thing that that lined up because we've we've long admired him and he did not disappoint. Yeah, is that like a fit? Like when you get like a guy like that and Bill Sadler, like people you grew up watching, it's just like is that like a fist pump moment? They said yes. Yeah, I mean that's I mean I, I think we're we're fortunate that I think with all of our casts we we feel that way about everybody and, and with their own special things that they're bringing to the table because um, I think so much of it the hardest part is rallying the right troops and getting the right collection of folks who get the movie and also get the way that we work. I think. If you, you have people that don't get either one of those things, it's much more of an uphill climb. So anytime you get one, it's definitely a fist pump. Yeah. Now you wrote this with your brother. It must be nice to have a brother you could depend on. Anthony, were you guys like big horror nerds growing up? I think our gateway was like, are you afraid of the dark? And we just watched some other movies and we were a little bit too young, which is the best way to watch them. And mm -hmm. just kind of like the the heightened sensory experience and the way that it can be a, gr a group a group experience and a solo experience at the same time in a, in a way that other movies might not be. Would you say you were like, I don't know, off the top of my head, like uh, uh, Edward Furlong's character in the movie Brain Scan, the horror film. <laughs> nice segue. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know, Amy. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> no, I think that's actually probably before your time. But um, did you, do you have CD-ROM games that you have? Uh, did you have a rad, like a, a third floor a attic a bedroom all to your own and your parents who traveled all the time? Okay, rewatching it. And I remember because I, I hadn't watched it since I was a teenager until recently. I was just like, that was, I remember the thought. I was like, how fucking rich is this kid? Like this kid yeah. has like he has an inexhaustible amount of money. He's like, what does his dad do for a living? And then Google. He had a flat screen TV before we had flat screen TVs. A nice neighborhood too, where that house was. Oh yeah, yeah they were well to do. Pretty uh, fancy. Yeah. And I remember it's funny. Like I worked with you, and then years later, uh, it was like on Facebook. That's how I keep in touch with everybody on Facebook on social media, where I just shit post and people just go, oh, that's funny, right? <laughs> but it's funny you posted something about brain scan. I'm like. You were in brain scan and you were like shocked. I didn't know it. I was like, yeah, it sneaks up on people. They're, they're, you're not the only one there. I've had actor friends who I've known for years and years and years who, you know, realize it later and are like, oh, I used to watch that all the time. Oh, it was a, it was a cable favorite too. And now getting back to like where we work together, it's, it, it was, I was so happy to see in the periphery, like, you know, somebody I worked with and who I genuinely liked, but I was so happy to watch the periphery as like, you became like this, the indie darling that you've become today. Like you're in like so many good films and like Blue Rune, I love, by the way, I never got to see this like uh, to your face, but like Blue Rune's amazing. Blue uh, and, like it would be funny because I don't watch TV, but like I'd be at my cousin's house and, and he'll be like watching Homeland. I'm like, I know that lady. And yeah. uh, my wife is like a big 13 Reasons Why fan. And she was just like, you're talking to her today? I'm like, yes, I am. See, I've got I got something for everyone. A yeah, you're bit all over the place. <laughs> all things to all people. <laughs> now, how did Founders Day come about? Oh, it's been long gestating in our lives uh, or my, my brother's life. And we found a path to finally make it. It was the first thing we ever wanted to make. And it's just gone through lots of different 
revisions as times have changed and as we've matured and and all that. And Amy was an early addition to the cast. We worked together on another very different, very lovely romantic musical dramedy that is in the pipeline. But after that, I was like, Amy would crush this. And so I, I sent it to her and it resonated with her. And then we started building out from there. So that's the early stages of that. But it's it's been a long labor of love and we're very happy to share it now. Talking about your EW uh, article, you talk about Scream and how that was a big influence on this. Now, is that like a big early, early gateway drug movie for you? It was certainly a gateway movie. I mean, we don't want to, we're not looking to mimic or, or play at it. I think that it just instilled this palpable sense of mischief that we wanted to capture, but do it in, in our own way in this, with this kind of backdrop and time period. <clears throat> Whereas they're much more like meta about movies. I think we're satirical and a bit absurdist with local town politics and the ways that uh, it becomes a a vehicle for ego. It's much more about people using a system to further their own ego than it is about making a grandiose statement about specific people's politics. But I think that that's, that's the movie we wanted to make. And I think there's fun to be had there. Writing, writing a very interesting line between straight, dark, serious, and, and fully over the top. We, I think we're, we're, we're very needlepoint with, with what we're doing, just slightly, slightly north of reality, which is a place that I like to be. What were some of your favorite, uh, other favorite horror films growing up? And oh, my brain scan. Amy, you go first. I haven't heard yours. I do remember my mom, I was very, very young, and this was very unusual because we didn't really go to the movies together often. She took me to see The Fog in what theater. And that was scary as hell so that was one thing i was very young and then when in like when i was a teenager like my friends and i would go to the video store and just rent like blast house on the left and like i piss on your grave <laughs> those kinds of things we would just those aren't those fun out. at all those are very <laughs> outlandish ridiculous movies those are the ones that kind of stayed with me a little bit i i kind of like that i like i like that kind of world fog was so terrifying because it felt kind of like real you know did you know that they said some screenings of the fog they literally like would pump fog into the auditorium and have people dressed as the i mean brilliant that's like a william castle move they were pulling amazing speaking of great horror films now you are the on the effects side you have the legend tony gardner doing effects who did the blob uh dark man uh great stuff how is it like getting work working with him he, he and Alterian worked specifically on the mask. We have uh, another wonderful guy named John Latterbach who did a lot of the onset effects, but Tony and Tony's company, Alterian, and a couple of their great folks worked with us on conceiving and building out the original mask that we wanted to kind of be this uncannily fused together comedy tragedy mask just to kind of play into the the like political theater theater politics and but something that felt original but didn't necessarily feel gimmicky so we we kind of tossed some ideas around and they built it out and it was just really really exciting i would like hire him just to meet him because he's just one of those guys who was like on so many films that shape my tastes I met, I met him at a festival with she came from the woods because his his daughter had made a documentary called living with chucky that was at a couple that's of right i was supposed to interview her and i did well at a couple kira and she was at a couple of festivals that we were at and we just struck up a conversation and i mean he treasure trove of information and like your childhood within one guy who just like knows all the secrets of your favorite bits and bobs and hocus pocus and whatever not whatever a lot of stuff so that was really cool that was really cool. Very, very grateful to be connected there. Is this a series you'd like to continue on? It was never the intention, but the more that question has been posed, the more we've thought about it. And we think we, if it made sense and there was there was space and the ability, we certainly have a much clearer picture of the direction that it would go. And there's some ideas that we think are 
pretty cool. Now, Amy, uh, could you describe your role? Yes, I play uh, in Founders Day. I play Blair Gladwell, who is the incumbent mayor of uh, Fairwood, Connecticut, which is a lovely, idyllic, small town, New England, just charming, you know, everything you'd imagine, you know, the, the little green and the shopping center or, you know, shopping district around the green and the nice public schools. And it's just a nice place to raise your family. So she's been, you know, she's a teenage daughter who's in high school there and she's been the mayor uh, for a few years now. And we are coming up uh, as the movie opens, we are in the middle of an election season where uh, she's being challenged for her mayoral seat by uh, another local guy who she actually grew up with and uh, knows quite well, who also has some kids in uh, high school as well. So the two of us kind of are at this uh, head to head point in the election and things are getting kind of heated in, in Fairwood when weird things, strange things start to happen. I'm amazed there aren't more election-based horror films. 2023 was no picnic, but we're going into an election year and I'm just like, I'm like already starting to close down social media. It's like, I don't want to see society tear itself apart again. And it's like, yeah, it's a, it is like a horror show in real life. So I'm surprised there aren't as many election themed horror films out there. Well, well we've, we've got one. <laughs> We're certainly glad to be one of them. I think, I mean, we, I think Amy touched on this and I did too. I mean, everything in this movie is a little bit amplified. Like the stakes are very, very high for this small town election, but that's, there's a little bit of artistic license there just to highlight the eccentricities and the absurdity that you may find within small town politics where egos within maybe bigger than the political systems themselves. And so we have, we just have some fun with that and the imagery and dueling mobs of campaigners and, and things like that. And opposed to like immigration policy or fiscal, the Federal Reserve or something, we're, you know, it's a small town. So it's, you know, are we going to renovate the library or change the hours for the green market on the Sunday mornings? It's small town stuff. It but matters for to us, them. It's very <laughs> important to us. Which, yeah. which, which surprisingly, I mean, as big as it is, like, I mean, I've been in some small towns. I mean, this 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 movie is both like, a love letter to and a satire of small town life. You know, I, I think that both of these things can be true at the same time. Like to the point where Amy's character's platform is consistency. She's running on I'm consistency and her challenger is I am the change. And we really don't go deeper than that, but it's on purpose. It's not that we're like skating over it. It's the, the point is they're both saying a lot of words and speaking very loudly, but ultimately saying <laughs> nothing. So I think that that's... Well, that's kind of far-fetched in politics, but... Right, I mean, like I, that's, the, that's the gag. And especially you're going to find that in the small town world, too. And when people's... Amy alluded to this, they went to high school together. Like, when people's personal politics get aligned with their larger ideologies, if there are actually any to begin with, I, I think that that's interesting, how people use positions of power to try to get higher status over other people. So we just play a lot with that. And I do mean play. This movie is playful. And now a word from our sponsors. I swear, this city gets crazier and crazier every day. Hey, mister. Oh, jeez, we got a live one. Hey, buddy, the English nobleman in my teeth told me something. Hey, if you go to wnuf.bigcartel.com, you get the out there Halloween mega tape and other products. I bet you didn't know that. Did you know that the dust balls in my living room, they're there on purpose. Did you know that? Um, do you, do you want like a dollar or something? <laughs> ah! Did you just throw a cat at me? <laughs> oh my God, are you okay? I saw everything. Yeah. I think so. I'll tell you one thing, though. I'm not going to rest until I find out more about how to purchase the out there Halloween mega tape and other products from WNUF.BigCartel.com. I can tell you that much. 
Yes, I too would like to learn more about how to purchase out their Halloween mega tape and other products from wnuf.bigcartel.com. Since I came here 15 years ago, girls have been in my head. Walk me through the specifics of the case. Patty, Catherine, Olivia, Hope, Fiona, Veronica, Juliet. You have this way of taking things to the edge. Just leave it alone. But what I need to do is to lend a voice to these lost girls. When you walk with the devil, he won't let you go so easy. Don't shine, don't shine. Never, I'm trying to You stop. rob the spark and punish the innocent because he can't stand what it reveals you. There's something wrong. Something's wrong with you. A place among the dead. Like Scream, is this structured like a mystery? Yes. Like that's the thing about Scream that I think people forget. It's like, yeah, it's a slasher. It's like it's also a really really well-structured mystery. I think that's the thing that makes that movie special as opposed to, like, other slasher films. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, it's a whodunit. It definitely is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <Not> that. <laughs> I just saw it for the first time a week ago, and I obviously read the, read the script, and I'm in the movie, and was still kind of like, oh, I forgot about that! You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, a yeah. Of, there's great. a lot of fun things that happen, and, you know... So, yeah, it's great that this is going to theaters. Horror is the only thing I will like see. The, it's the best thing to go to a theater because it's just a great crowd experience. Like, and For just sure. and just like that's the most fun time in your life, really. You know, it's just like, oh, just like even if it's not even a good horror film uh, or, or it could be a masterpiece like Brain Scan, but it could be also. Be, <laughs> I think it's I, I love that movie. I'm not I'm. I think I think the theater component makes things more urgent and it's not that it's not fun to discover things years after or months after or whatever but I do think that viewing has become a much more passive experience in recent years and I think it's important that at least in my world I want to create something that it's like okay I have to there's a mystery and people are going to know what it is I have to be in on this too oh this is going to be fun to watch with a group of people it's fun to make an event out of it and I think it allows movies not just ours movies in general just to because i think right now i mean there there's on the streaming side of things people can watch a ton of stuff and it's one you like she a, came from the woods on tubi right now you can watch for free which is great or you can pay 12 dollars a month and watch as much as you want which is which is very convenient but i think that it's important to know that like art has value and i think if you go to the movies you're engaging with it in a specific way that you may not always engage with if you're just watching it it's that's why when you go to like the alamo uh, when they have like repertory screenings of like just like I watch like like a movie you see like a thousand times like the French Connection or something it is a completely different even if it's a movie you've seen a thousand times it's a completely different experience seeing it in a screen it's like with, a, with an audience I and wait they, to watch there are movies on my list that I should have seen already and I haven't because I wait for screenings like that because that's the way I want to watch them for the first time yeah right well what's next for you guys oh oh no that's this is what I want to ask you so so you acted and direct you act and direct yes how do you not like how, how is that you enjoy that I love it I love it I, I my, my roots my roots are in acting and I I've extended into directing and writing because of that and I think my acting background informs the way that I write and direct and work with actors it's never like a self-serving thing when I when I do stuff it's like how can I serve the project and how can my sensibilities serve a project um 
And does the infrastructure allow it? Like the infrastructure has to be small enough or big enough to allow me to do that. And I kind of calibrate it based on that. But I, I find that when I've done it and I do it fairly regularly that I can, I can direct from within scenes too. like, I can sense tone and pace and I can kind of set it with the way I'm delivering lines. And my brother and I work very closely together and he's glued to monitor and he'll, you know, pick up on things that we're on the same page about. And he knows my little isms that I don't want in the movie and he'll tell me. And so it works, it works really well. And I think there's a, a really good flow. So I, I enjoy it for me. It's, it, it helps me to have a fuller musculature. And I think it's, there are a lot of people who would, you know, they're, there's, they will specialize in one thing and that's their full musculature. But for me, I, I kind of like living in these worlds and ha- um, not just film and the theater too. Like I, Amy does theater as well, obviously. And I think that living in multiple quadrants is a good thing. I'm excited for you guys. This is great. This is great. You got a nice national release. It's pretty, it's a pretty big. It's pretty, it's, it's kind of a big deal. You know, when you, when, I mean, you understand the world of indie filmmaking and how hard it is to, you know, get anything made at all. So to get something made and have it actually have come together in such a beautiful way. And then to get a beautiful, a big theatrical release is kind of uh, unheard of. So big ups to the Bloomquist brothers because they're doing this all themselves. It's pretty impressive. We're trying. Thank you. I don't know if you've been watching the social media on this, but like they're doing all of that themselves as well. And as oh someone my God, who's you guys are animals, big budget things, there's there's usually like a whole army that does this part, an army that does that part, an army that does this bit over here. And they're like an army of two, basically, and, and several other people that I guess jump in and help here and there. But like, they're amazing. Oh, the trailer for this is inc- did you t- who cut that trail? That trailer is incredibly tight. I'm like a very I'm I'm fiddly. I'm fiddly about trailers, and that is a good trailer. Wait, Eric, you guys did that yourselves? Of course they did. Why are you gonna even ask? Who did the catering? We did. Uh, yeah, yeah, we, we did for the last three days because the caterers sucked, but, um, <laughs> I was only joking. Out to be well, we true. didn't, we, it's, it, it scripts a little more on to us. 